Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck, and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello. So Paige, today we are talking about tolerances. We're going to talk about how to be understanding while keeping our tolerances low. I think a lot of people think that if you're going to be really consistent in your parenting and you're going to have low tolerances, that that means that somehow you're going to be very rigid, very harsh, and you're not going to be a very understanding person. But guess what? Voila, you can have them both. So that's very exciting. And we're going to talk about how to do that today. But first, as is a tradition here on the Teaching Self-Government Podcast, we're going to share a fun family activity that you can do with your family this season. Paige, what's a fun thing that we can do? So something super fun is to make your own homemade juice bars or your own homemade popsicles for a treat. So, you know, put juice or blended up fruit chunks in your juice, you know, in, uh, you can even do small ones. So like an ice cube tray with like toothpicks or popsicle sticks or something, but then you'll, uh, freeze it and then you can enjoy it later. So I know we used to do smoothies and then I know in your era as a child, you would do uh, yogurt or pudding, you know, pudding pops. Yeah. Well, yogurt, then it's like frozen yogurt, you know, so good. <laughs> I mean, if you think of those little go-gurts and a lot of people put them in the freezer, well, mm-hmm. those are frozen yogurts. It's the same thing. So you can take yogurt of any kind, the healthy kind too, nay, and nay. stick it in there. Oh, sounds like Clara <laughs> wants to have one. See, we said something pudding yogurt. She's like, yum, let's yes. do it anyway. So yeah, there was the little pudding pops that were around when I was a child and people would make pudding and they would put them in, in their little, um, you know, molds. And I remember having the molds and all summer long, we would make our own popsicles and we would make juice and put them in the popsicles. It was so much fun or Kool-Aid, of course, if you want to go on a little bit more of a sugary bent anyway. So let's talk about self-government so that we can start talking about our tolerances and seeking to understand our children. So Paige, what is the definition of self-government? So self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. Okay. That is right. So when a person is self-governing themselves, then what that means is that they do not tolerate misbehavior in themselves, or they don't tolerate a type of thought that's in their head that they feel like is going to be non-productive or lead them in the wrong direction. So if I start thinking they hate me, they hate me, or that person bugs me, that person bugs me. I'm not going to tolerate that thought in my head. I'm going to say, wait a second, I could be bugged right now, but what do I need to understand about that person? And I'm going to replace that thought with a better thought that's going to lead me toward unification or toward really solving my problem instead of just taking something personally. So that means I'm not going to tolerate that thought inside. So when a person is self-governing, they decide what type of person they ought to be. So what type of character they ought to have or what type of behavior they ought to have. And then what they do is they consistently weed out the things that are pointing them in the wrong direction. And because they say, I'm not going to tolerate that behavior or that thought. And they move themselves closer and closer to the mark of what they are going toward as far as the person that they feel like they ought to be. So 
That's what a person does. That's what it looks like when they are self-governing. They're on this track of of self-analysis on a regular basis. And in order to do this, we teach families the skills and the principles that they need so that they can find confidence in bringing themselves back on track again and again. So we teach vital skills like how to follow instructions, accept no answers, accept consequences, disagree appropriately. We teach how to correct negative behaviors in a way that's connective, but also very consistent and very firm so that it teaches cause and effect because it's super important for parents and children to be acknowledging cause and effect the entire time. We also teach families how to have meetings so that the family members can discuss the direction they're headed as a group and they can make plans for how to solve the problems that they see individually and as a group. This helps everybody gets personally invested in making changes. So this is important because as we're going to talk about lowering our tolerances, which is important for teaching cause and effect, it's also a really great idea to be thinking, okay, how am I going to get the family invested in lowering their tolerances? Because lots of times the family, the children who are maybe thinking, oh yeah, I just want to do whatever feels good in the minute. They may not welcome the idea of lowering the tolerances, but if you have family meetings regularly where you talk about problems or issues that the family are trying to solve. And then in those meetings, everyone comes up with solutions of positive and negative consequences for how to deal with these problems and how to troubleshoot things as a family. Then they take personal investment in lowering those tolerances as a group. When people are bringing up problems regularly and the group is coming to solutions for how to solve them, they start thinking, okay, well, what do I need to lower as far as tolerance wise within myself? And so it takes them that to that next level. Now there's multiple meetings we have in the teaching self-government program. We've got couples meetings, family meetings, and individual mentor meetings. And in all of these meetings, we're going to be using those times as opportunity to do problem solving in those relationships and to help the people invested in those relationships to lower their own tolerances so that they will become better versions of themselves. When they're in these meetings, when they're learning these skills and principles, they quickly see that the battle is really between them and themselves and not between you as the parent and them. And Paige, that's pretty significant, wouldn't you say? When people figure out that, when children figure out, wait a second, I'm not battling you. I thought I was, but actually I'm battling myself. Yeah, no, it changes the whole game because then, you know, they feel like, oh, I can't really lash out at mom and dad anymore. And this is something that I have to work on for myself. Mm -hmm. It isn't. So then there's no excuses, right? So lots of times people in their relationships make an excuse like, well, it's their fault. Well, they did that. So, you know, I don't have to, whatever it is. And that's a, that's a big thing for someone to give up the excuses. Cause that's actually what tolerance is. It's a humility thing. You have to be able to give up your pride and be like, oh shoot. Yeah, that's me. I have to make sure that I work on that. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, when you lower your tolerances for what you will tolerate about yourself, then you're taking on that humility and that honesty. You're saying, wait, what did I do? Mm -hmm. I'm lowering the tolerances for what I will tolerate in my own behavior. This actually leads a person to stop finding scapegoats 
to stop finding somebody else to blame or some other excuse for their own behavior or their own thoughts. Instead, they have to take full ownership, which means they have to do something about it. Well, and this goes the other way around too. You know, it's not just the children who have to understand that they contribute, but sometimes the parents do too. And so, um, you know, the parents have to realize, oh, I can't use my children's behavior as a scapegoat for my bad parenting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh darn Paige, you brought up the, the worst news of it all to parents, which is that <laughs> they have to learn to govern themselves. They've got to learn to lower their own tolerance tolerances for their own behaviors as well so that they can be better at self-control. So let's mm-hmm. talk about what, what it looks like, the difference between high tolerances and low tolerances, because there definitely right. is a look for high and low tolerances. What would high tolerances look like? So a high tolerance is you permit lots of behaviors, so lots of entitled behavior from your children. Um, you don't correct them very often, and you know which could stem from fear of, conflict or something like that, but it's basically allowing pretty much anything to fly in your household or, um, at least behaviors that you find annoying or that are harmful. Um, you allow those to continue. Yeah. So, and maybe it's not anything like some parents will say, well, I'm not going to tolerate, um, you know, hitting they'll say, I'm not going to tolerate that. We have a low tolerance on hitting anyone hits. That's it. We're handling it, but maybe they will tolerate talk back right? The child may talk back to somebody else, or they may tolerate teasing or mean words to each other, but they won't tolerate the hitting, right? So sometimes parents will pick and choose on some of those things, but anytime that a, a misbehavior is happening and you aren't addressing it in your role as parent and doing some teaching and some correcting about it, then you are technically tolerating it. Now think of this in terms of like a movie too. If you will sit in a movie and hear all kinds of words that you wouldn't use or see actions or conversations that you wouldn't have, or they teach lessons in the movie that you wouldn't teach your child, something like that and you sit through it with the child, then you are tolerating it. And you are showing the child, it's okay to tolerate those words, that behavior, those actions we can tolerate that because you are tolerating it in front of them. And so then they get go- confused when you get angry at them later. Yeah. And then when you tell them, no, we don't do that. And, and it's kind of like, but wait a second. I mean, we weren't saying anything bad about the TV. I mean, people do it all over. So then the children have to decide, well, I mean, is my family just too, you know, restrictive. So instead what I always did, and I know you guys were really, um, I don't know, kind of, you'd, you'd have this little inside joke about it, like tease about it, but every movie we'd watch, sometimes we would turn it off. Sometimes we would walk out. Um, but if there was anything in there that I did not tolerate, that was not okay. And we happened to see a show, like say it's a Marvel show or whatever. And, and there's some word that's coming out. I would say, Oh, whoa, you know, they didn't need to say that. That's not the right way to express yourself. Or, or I would say, oh, you know what? That's really too bad because they brought that into it. And that's just a social agenda. And really there was no need for that in the show. And that's very disappointing that they would do that. I'm not buying that show or whatever. And so you guys would see mom does not tolerate that. She is not supporting that. Even if it happened to have happened in front of us, I actually always brought it up. And maybe some people would think, well, she just talks a lot about the movie and all the negative things. And it's not that I'm a negative person, but I wanted it to be very clear to my children what I would tolerate and what I wouldn't tolerate. And so that that was something that they would know. 
anyway yeah, so no, that's, that was that was something that was um really prevalent when we were growing up and sometimes it got annoying because we're like mom stop talking you know <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why I say it's like an inside joke they're like oh no mom is she gonna say this but there is not one of you that can watch a movie without going what would mom think about this? Mom would not like that, you know, or whatever, because you know what I will tolerate and won't tolerate as far as media and what I, I feel like is worth a discussion. And hopefully with your own children, you'll all do the same thing so that they, it's very clear to them what should be tolerated in society and what should not. Right. So that's, it's just a little bit of teaching that I was willing to do. I was willing to take some flack, uh, because of that. So Anyway, so low tolerances means you're going to talk about more. You're going to teach more and this involves behavior, but other things too. Okay. So if you're going to have low tolerances, then that means you have to have very high standards for yourself, right? You have to say, wait a minute, what is the standard for communication for our family? What's the standard for unity for our family? What's the standard for character development for our family, for morality? What's our morality standard? So your, more, your standards end up playing into what you will and won't tolerate. If you have a standard for media and what you will do as far as well, usage those, those tolerances media. really do like almost determine your family standard. I know for us, our family standard is our list of family do's and don'ts, you know, very specific in different areas of life. So like you're saying media or clothes we will and won't wear. So it's will and won't tolerate basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is what your standards are is a list Sorry, of list your of tolerances. tolerances. Yeah. yeah, it is. And we talk about how to create a really good family standard, how to institute one if you haven't had one before. And that is in our course, a teaching self-government parenting course, TSG parenting course is what it's called on the teachingselfgovernment.com website. You can also find information about that in the book, Parenting House United. So there's information there. So, so what is required for low tolerances? High standards. You have to decide that you're going to have a high standard about things. Now, some people may really like their tolerances to be high and they don't want to have standards. Well, okay. Then that's their tolerances level. And that's what they've picked. You know, that's how it is. They need to not be critical of other people who have different standards because, you know, if we're going to keep our tolerances high, then, then let's tolerate everything then. Right. <laughs> if someone's going to have really high tolerances, then they shouldn't be thinking bad about somebody who has low tolerances. They should say, well, they want to have low tolerances. So good for them, or they want to have high standards. So good for them anyway. Um, so let's talk about things that we will and won't tolerate and where we should have our low tolerances. So specifically when it comes to, we we've mentioned things like media choices, right? Let's have low tolerances there. Um, in our family, that's what we've done. We've been picky about that. Um, obviously behavior, you're going to have your, try to keep your tolerance level low on behavior, but also tone your tone tolerance needs to be low as well, meaning that you will have a good tone. You're, you're going to be expecting your tone to stay in a certain zone. And in our family, it's a zone of calmness, understanding, um, acceptance, love, mercy, trust, patience. These are going to, that's going to be the tolerance expectation that we have for our family. And so we're going to keep, um, our tone tolerance right in that category. And if people start to be angry or mean to each other, well, that's just not something we're going to tolerate because that will destroy what we're going toward as a family. It destroys our family vision and our family relationships. So you also, as if you're a self-governing person have to make sure that 
you won't tolerate a bad tone for yourself or your child. So that includes you and you won't tolerate misbehavior from yourself or the child, but that you're going to correct that each time. And I know that lots of times when I say you won't tolerate, people think, "Uh uh-oh, it sounds like battle, but it doesn't have to feel like battle. And that's the biggest thing is it shouldn't feel like you're going to battle just to keep your tolerances low. That's when you just have some good teaching moments. Okay. Some people think that if Paige, that if we talk about having low tolerances, that this means that somebody can't have feelings or can't have emotions or that somehow emotions are bad, but that's not what we're saying, right? No, not at all. So the reason you do low tolerances is so that you have less strife and less contention in your home. So, you know, we're all about having those emotions and discussing them. Um, but we're, we're not about having the emotions run you as a person because emotion takes you out of that logical place. Oh, hello, sweetie. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) She likes that. She sees you talking into the microphone. She's like, me too. Yeah. I'll just do it. (laughs) Yeah. No, but it's true. Paige, what you're saying is totally true that the emotions can run the relationships. They can run the whole family if you're not careful. And so even though we need to understand the emotions, we need to talk about the emotions and that's going to be really important in a self-governing home. The emotions should not dictate the path that everybody takes. They shouldn't be controlling what everybody does. So I think that some people think that emotions are either good or they're bad. But you know what? Emotions aren't good or bad. Emotions are either productive or non-productive. Emotions are there. They can be utilized. Feelings are there. They can be utilized. And, and we, we do something with our feelings, right? And that's where emotions end up coming from feelings. But it's, it's the emotions that are productive that we want to use, such as calmness, understanding, you know, and confidence. And those are all good, productive emotions. Non-productive emotions are going to be things like spite, hate, malice, pity, depression. You know, these are going to all be emotions that are going to lead us in a non-productive path. They're going to hurt us, not help us. So we need to understand that they're there, that they can happen and what to do about it. So when a person is keeping tolerances low and trying to be understanding at the same time, basically what they're doing is they're saying, okay, well then let's get to a place where we can talk about it. Okay. Let's get our tone to a place where we can talk about it. Let's get calm. Let's get our our emotions productive. Okay. Let's get to some calmness. Let's get to unity and understanding. And then let's see if we can solve this problem. So when we can't solve problems, when someone, someone's out of control because they don't have full brain capacity at the time, at the time that they're back brain, we've got to get everybody to front brain, which means we've got to get everybody to calmness, which is actually why we teach things called the rule of three. We teach some intensive teaching skill sets that are really helpful for parents and children to get to that place of calmness so that they can be understanding. And so we keep our tolerances low on the calmness, on that tone element of calmness, so that we can get to a place where we can have full brain activity and actually solve our problems. We should have lots and lots of talking and understanding teaching self-government or TSG as people like to call it. It's, it's based on the principle that a person knows 
the plan ahead of time and then follows through with the plan. So if you've said, this is the type of family we're going to be, this is the type of relationships we're going to have. This is the tone that we are going to have. Then what you do is you say, that's our plan. That's where we're going. So we're going to pull back to that and we're going to solve our problems within that lens within the lens of that principle of unity and self-government and where we're headed as a group, which means that each person has to lower the tolerances for themselves and parents have to keep the tolerances low for the children. That brings everybody back to calmness and unity and keeps everybody on track for the plan that they're headed for as a family. Thank you all so much for joining us on this teaching self-government podcast on tolerances and understanding. And I encourage you to keep those tolerances low, correct more things, but do it in a way where there's understanding. If you don't have the words to say, then get a new script because we're all programmed. We're all robots and you have a robotic programming for what happens right now. So if you need new programming, we've got some scripts for you that can maybe really help people find them very useful so that they can create that bond and unity in their relationships while also helping the person understand cause and effect to lead them to optimal freedom that comes with self-government. So find more information now at teachingselfgovernment.com and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.